Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You want cream, I want your honey, my sugar scrub, exfoliating, then Nash Pod, we're renegating, yeah, 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 I'm Natch Butte, all night, make my skin right, I'm Natch Butte, all night, come on cream with me, exfoliating Butte, moonlight, make my skin right, I need Butte, all night, come on cream with me. Exfoliating. You can use Conatch with me tonight. You can use Conatch with me tonight. Honey, let me make your skin so right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exfoliating. You, had your, you have your very own duo. Your very own duo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Natribute. Welcome to Natribute, the beauty comedy podcast where we laugh, we cry, and we cream. Welcome. I have a high profile guest, and I'm nervous. I am your host and your guide, Jackie J, a.k.a. the Beauty Talk Shock Shock, your queen of creams, the host of the most serious, the freshest friends on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 inch influencer, your kooky Southern Jewish aunt, and the Baroness of Boils. Yes, I have a boil. I have a boil. I'm not going to talk about it on Nashville. It's all the Patreon knows. There is a boil on my body right now. I'm on antibiotics for the boil. So I added that to make my guests laugh. Speaking of my guest, today on Natch Butte, we have a returning guest, which I always appreciate. I like when my guests return. It means they had a good time the first time, and they are ready to come back, and we love to see it. Lots of you enjoyed the last episode that my guest was on. You figured out what colors suit you best. I saw multiple threads on the Natch Butte Facebook group about this, so my guest inspired some of you to look into this. My guest is an author and government explainer. My guest has written a book called OMG WTF Does the Constitution Actually Say? And now, this month, he has a new book out called What Does the Constitution Say? A Kid's Guide to How Our Democracy Works. It is available for pre-order now and out September 28th, which is very soon. So this is a book that everybody's going to want to buy for the young people in their lives, but honestly for yourself. We'll talk more about it in a minute. My guest is more importantly, out of all those things, my handsome darling and my husband. And it's very exciting that he's here. Please welcome Ben Sheehan to Nashville. I am very happy to be back. I'm nervous. It's the third time we've done this. I'm nervous because I don't combine my personal life and my work life that often. Because, as you know, Ben, yes, I am the beauty talk shock shock, but in real life, I am a very dainty, quiet (laughs) flower. And so this is a combination that's a little... It's throwing me off. How many times did I fuck up my intro? I never fuck up my intro. Now, y'all aren't hearing that. I edited it out. Honey. But you heard it. I kept flubbing up. I have a question for you. Yes? Does combining your personal and professional life extend to impromptu Instagram videos filmed and recorded without my knowledge? Because I feel like I've walked in and interrupted you doing a branded video mm-hmm. outside or doing something. So I feel like yeah, there is like more of a bleed in. You but know, I don't like that either. I like to do my embarrassing videos in the privacy of my own room. <laughs> I don't like when people watch me twerking with my ass oil or whatever it is. I don't like that either, Ben. Anyway, let's not talk about me and my neuroses. We're talking about you. Welcome to Nashville, Ben. Thank you for having me back. I need this. You're making me nervous. Why? I'm not doing anything. I know. Okay, let me get back to my notes here. Okay, Ben, I ask this of every guest. 
You have answered it before, but you must answer it again. What type of skin do you have? I have combination skin. Mm -hmm. And that means it is both oily and dry and different parts of my face. Where is dry on your face? I get dry very easily on my face. So if I were to not put moisturizer on twice a day, which I do religiously, I would have flaky skin. But where do you get the dry? Because uh, I kiss your head a lot, and I always have grease on my I mouth. get dry skin on my chin sometimes, on the sides. Mm. I have to mm. moisturize. If I don't moisturize when I get out of the shower, my skin will crack. And stuff. Yeah. Hmm. I'm learning new things about you already. It's because I've been moisturizing ever since we started dating. Hmm. Interesting. Ben, this is a question you haven't answered because I've added it after you joined, after you came on Nashville. What is the first beauty product you ever bought or used? I want to clarify. This doesn't mean makeup. Right. This means any product in the self-care category. I think the first product I remember purchasing for myself was the... I'm actually blanking on the name, but it was a huge thing. It was like the first big acne regimen. It was the three-step Proactive. Thing. Proactive, Yes. Did you order it off the TV? I ordered it off of the TV mm-hmm. when I was maybe 13 or 14. You had a credit card at 13? I, I don't remember. I, I do remember the first time I used it. It Did it burn your skin off? I had a bright red face. Yeah. And I was in, on vacation visiting my grandparents in Florida, in Marco Island. And I took this with me, and I used it. And my face exploded. Yeah, that, and I realized that shit was intense. It was so heavy. And I thought for the longest time I was allergic to benzoyl peroxide. And I just realized, you know, I was using way too much of it too often. I'm actually not allergic to benzoyl peroxide. But this was like 10% and you're using it in th- or something really high. You're using it in three well, different. what they don't make more clear is you're supposed to use a pea-sized amount. Because I called Proactive. I was like, what the fuck happened to my face? My face is peeling off. And she said, how much did you use? I'm like, a squirt. And she was like, dime, dime, green pea. That's what she said. <laughs> dime, dime, green pea. Dime they, of the face wash. Dime of the moisturizer. Green pea of the third step. That's so catchy. And it seems silly if they're aware of that slogan. They're not using it in their marketing material. I've it's never heard it since. It's the only person I've ever heard even say that was the woman on the customer service line. There's a photo of me at a baseball convention of some sort and i'm wearing a seattle mariners jersey i don't know why i think i was just a fan of ken griffey jr back then and i have first the, baseball reference of the episode the that will be reddest more. face i i literally hid the photo from my like i took it out of the family album because my red face was so from the proactive embarrassingly red from the proactive. and now, i bet you weren't wearing sunscreen i also because had you had to wear sunscreen no i did I, your I, damn face off so bad i don't think i was wearing enough sunscreen but i definitely remember because it's a white jersey and i just remember seeing that and being like holy shit my skin is horrible yeah and it was because of the proactive i mean i had acne yeah but if someone had just told me to drink way more water, use an oil cleanser, like my teenage years would have been so much better. But I was literally burning my face off yeah. all the time. That's a very 90s mistake. And the smell, if I smell proactive or anything like it, it will literally throw me back. I'll see the bathroom I was washing my face in in Marco Island at the Hyatt. And I will remember looking in my mirror and being like, what is going on? That is one of the most thorough answers to this question I've ever gotten. And I respect Too it. Too much. I respect it. No, oh, I think this is what I'm saying. Beauty takes us back. And all the answers that revolve around the 90s, a lot of people say the Clinique Dramatically Different Moisturizer, which I'm sure you never got into because you don't have sisters. But any woman in that time period, that's all we were doing was buying that damn Clinique. I bet your mom had it. It was everywhere. I definitely had a, a Clinique something. I don't remember. I think maybe oh, it was a sunscreen or something. Interesting. We'll have to ask your mom. I'll be curious. Please don't. <laughs> I'm going to call her right after this. She's listening. She is. She's listening. Hi, Mom. My next question for you is, which friend's character is your favorite? Joey. Joey is 
a delight. Now, I have to say, we're now, what, halfway through the sixth season or we're yeah. into the sixth season? Mm-hmm. I, I strongly dislike how his character has changed in mm-hmm. the last season and a half. He well, went- it's funny because he was Sweeney to fill in people for just a second. Go ben and I are watching Friends right now. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's this new show. It's on HBO Max. We've been binging it. Ben had never seen it before. We started at the beginning. Well, but now you're in it and following along, and it's been fun. I absolutely adore this show. Yeah. I feel silly for not having watched this, but I have to say the first four seasons are incredible. Mm-hmm. And then it's somewhere in the, the fifth season. I think toward the end of the fifth season, I thought the season finale of the fifth season, the two-parter in Vegas was kind of weak. Mm-hmm. And then so far season six has kind of been a clunker. Yeah. Shows have ebbs and flows. Ben is referring to, not, this isn't going to spoil anything if you haven't watched Friends, but whatever. Joey's looking for a roommate, and he gets a hot woman roommate, and he's pervy the way he acts with her. But I will say, the last episode we just watched, when everybody wanted to watch the porno, he turned his head away, remember? So I just feel like there was a weird writing thing there. You call him the triumphant fool, right? That's a phrase. The full triumphant. triumphant. And he plays it, and he does it so well. And even though he's a little bit sleazy, he has a moral code. There's like a clear line that mm-hmm. he doesn't cross mm-hmm. and he's crossing it all the time in season six yeah. and toward the end of five. And it just, it, it's not his character. You know what? They probably got some new writers and I don't know. Listen, just keep watching. Last warm up question, Ben. This is Nancy Butte after all. And you answered this, but I've reformed the question before I asked favorite thing about yourself. So new question. What is the most beautiful thing about Mr. Ben? Well, I'm going to go off of what you tell me all the time, mm-hmm. which is my eyes. Yes. So that's my answer. You went physical. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Was I not supposed to? No, it's an open question. You can answer however you want. But some people say, my resilience, my sense of humor. I'll throw an answer, part B, my thoroughness. Yeah. I'm a very thorough person. If I'm given a task, I try to complete it to the best of my ability. That is a very beautiful thing about you. Not as beautiful as those eyes, though. <laughs> okay, Ben, let's talk. I have pulled up the com episode guide from your last appearance. Because a lot of my honeys asked that they wanted an update for your skincare. I'm going to read you your previous skincare routine, and then I want you to go through your current one. As of March or April of 2020 when you were here, this is what you were using. You were using the Tatcha... Pure One-Step Camellia Oil Cleanser. The Osea Ocean Cleanser. You were. There was a period of time I was. Berlin Skin Sandalwood Cream. The Lolly Pank Elixir. The Osea Essential Corrective Complex. And the Hylunia Colloidal Silver Mist. Do you remember that? I am shocked how much my routine has changed. Because if you had asked me this question, I would have said barely anything. Yes. But there's only one product I'm still using from that list. Well, start at the beginning. So what are you currently using? You're still the oil cleansing king. So I want to go in order of the regimen. Of course. Yeah, of course. That's exactly what you need to do. I start off with a light salicylic acid pad in the morning mm-hmm. just an easy noxema over-the-counter thing just kind of I, I rinse my face with just water i don't wash it just this rinse is in my the face morning with water in the morning okay then i use the noxema pad cleanse it that's very old school of you and i've never interfered with this choice but i'm not a fan why noxema is like a big gross brand okay it's literally just a two percent salicylic acid you could get okay but I'm just saying, it, my honeys would be like, I can't believe you let him use that. I'm just being honest. Well, but I don't interfere because your skin looks good and it's been a real struggle for you. So I'm not going to tell you not to use anything. It also has a nice sort of eucalyptus smell that mm-hmm. I feel wakes me up in the morning. Mm-hmm, then cute. I follow up with the Effaclear Duo mm-hmm. Benzoyl. I only spot treat it. I used to put it over my face. I, I have toned back Benzoyl Peroxide way, way, Is way. this the product that ruins our bed? It is. Okay. That's all, I'm only trying to do it in the morning. So I don't. Have it on at night. Okay. Interesting. Because I feel it's photosensitive and it might not be a good idea to be wearing during the day. But but I only use a tiny bit, only on breakouts as a spot treatment. Okay. So uh, really mostly the Noxema cleanser. And you see it working? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, do. I think it works. Okay. Then I follow that up with the favorite beauty product yeah. that I have, the yes. Berlin Skin Sandalwood yes. Cream. I, I've always had a bit of inflammation. This gets rid of all of it. It smells great. It's relatively lightweight. 
it completely calms any redness inflammation. I think it even helps with breakouts and that. It just takes the redness away, calms down the skin. And then I finish with a sunscreen, and I really like the CeraVe AM sunscreen, but the last time I went to CVS, they were out of it, so I just got the CVS ripoff version with all the same ingredients, mm-hmm. and it seems to be working. Well, what about the sunscreen I gave you? You're not using that? I'm using that when I go outside. Like, if I only use this once in the morning. I have to reapply throughout the day, every two there hours. Go, so Kay. that's where I use the one you got me. Which the really is? Good, uh, oh My Face. Oh My Bot Oh My Face. Ben, what? That's the if name. If you're gonna of it. come on attribute, you need I, to know the product names, okay? Bare minimum. You're referring to everyday humans. Yes. Oh my bod. That's what I said. You said oh my face. The face one is called oh my face. No, it's not. The face one is called resting beach face. Oh, you're right. Yeah, of course I'm right. I'm the damn Queen of Creams. Well, it comes in a light green yes. tube, and it is delightful. It smells great. Yes. So I use that throughout the day for all my reapplications when I leave the house, even if I'm sitting outside. Would you say that is a good option for skincare kings out there? Because I feel it is hard sometimes to get men to wear sunscreen, and that one to me doesn't feel like sunscreen. It feels more like a serum-y cream, would you say? It's very lightweight. You don't have to unscrew anything. It's a little squirt bottle. It's yeah. really easy. And it, it smells great. A pump. And the pump and the packaging doesn't look weird. No one's going to be like, what is that? And it doesn't look strange. It's yeah. pretty nice looking product. And it smells great. And it's lightweight. And, it, and it's easy to absorb. It doesn't leave your skin all like white and greasy. Yeah. And, and you look like my dad when he goes out in the sun anytime. He's literally, white, he, he will put cast. it. I don't know if he purposely is seeking out the least absorbing sunscreen, mm-hmm. but he seems to always wear sunscreen where he literally just does not absorb into his face. So listen, Ben, this is where I come into play yet again. There are two types of sunscreen. There's physical mineral sunscreen, and then there's chemical sunscreens. If you use a physical mineral sunscreen, the whole point of it is that it needs to have a physical barrier from the sun, which is why it leaves that white cast. Remember that picture of Mark Zuckerberg surfing? Yeah, but I don't don't think that's the intent. I think it's purposely having a thick layer of white on Mm -hmm. your nose. I don't think... I mean, maybe. He's listening to this, so maybe Or he's going to have to text He'll have to let us know if this is intentional. Well, I've been to your home in Delaware, and I have gone through the cabinets, and I've seen the sunscreen options, and I don't recall there being a mineral sunscreen option. So so. I just think it's not a very absorbing sunscreen. Yes, and Hanukkah's coming up, Ben. (laughs) Birthday's coming up sooner. There you go. He's a Scorpio king like me. Okay, enough about the Sheans. So your regimen has changed. Go over your night routine. My night routine is I shower. That's when I cleanse. Mm -hmm. So I cleanse at night. And I still use an oil cleanser, but the brands change. So I was using Because you basically use whatever I give you. Exactly. So I use the Juniper and Pine. You love that one. It was great. You ordered like 15 of them. This is what Ben does. But this is what Ben does. He likes a product and he'll buy in bulk. And he'll use it all up. And then he'll go, I'm out, I'm out. Can I have something of yours? I'm out. And I'm like, why didn't you order more before it ran out? Because I keep finding great products from you. And maybe you have something that you're not using that I could use. That's how you got onto the Berlin Skin Sandwich That's cream. how I got onto Tatcha originally. Yes. That's how I got onto Juniper and Pine. Yes. That's how I got onto the Berlin Scandal. Okay, cream. okay. We need to spill the tea. We were flying back from Delaware. We lived in Delaware for four months last year, famously. We took Ben's parents' house from them because we didn't want to share one bathroom anymore during the pandemic. We were flying back. Ben had just purchased the giant Tatcha oil cleanser, the giant Big Daddy one. that You can't even get it at Sephora. It's a special edition. He just bought it. We get to the damn TSA, and they're like, sorry, you can't bring this. It's too big. And so you give it to the TSA lady. She was very happy. Yes. Yeah, well, I was pretty upset. Well, yeah, but Ben, you can't bring anything over three ounces on the damn plane. I know, we but all I know asked, that by now. I asked if I could go back and check it, and they wouldn't let me. But yeah, your bag had already been. Anyway, so then you get back and you use my juniper and pine, which at the very beginning when I got it, I was telling you how good it was, and you were like, eh, "I like Tatcha because when he likes something, he follows through with it," as he was just saying. So he was like, "Nope, I'm on a one track train, honey. I'm on the Tatcha Express." But then you were like, "This is great." And you bought 15 of them and you used them all up. I didn't buy 15, but I bought a bunch. Yeah. And I used them all up. And you've been using up. them all up. And now I've been using I just started a different one. That's a, It's like a milky oil cleanser. Well, where I gave it to you. You did. Because you were out and you are going, I'm out, I'm out. That's and I was like, order more. But anyway, Coco Kind sent me a package. 
there was an oil cleanser in it. I gave it to you, and I don't like it. I like Cocoa Kind. I've been enjoying their ceramide serum. I've been using their cream. I've, but it's like Neosporin, right? It's a tube, and it comes out really thick like a thick Vaseline. I find it fascinating from a scientific perspective because it does come out with that very thick consistency mm-hmm. and then it very quickly gets well color wise milkier but it, it gets even thinner than the other oil cleansers that i use mm-hmm. which i find really strange I, i'll put a bunch on it doesn't even feel like i'm doing anything but it definitely is working wow it's well dragging. you look good you haven't had any acne no i think it's working yeah i'm glad you like it well, you can buy whatever you want, but... I think just oil cleansers in general seem to work on my naturally oily face by creating... Who do you have to thank for that? You, obviously. I'm so pleased that you... But I going... want people to know out there that we're taught from a young age to strip our face of oil if yes. we have it, and that exacerbates the problem because then our body produces more and more and more, and we get ourselves in this vicious cycle of trying to get rid of the oil. The oil creates acne, so when our face pumps more oil, it makes the acne worse. If you create a balance and fight oil with oil, then it restores and calms your skin, and I feel like that's something that either is purposely not shared so that people can sell more products and can keep the industrial complex going and mm-hmm. the, the, the cycle of scams. But anyone out there with oily skin who's been too afraid to try an oil cleanser, I've had oily skin my whole life. I promise you this is going to work for you. And famously, oil cleansers are typically used to remove makeup and you don't wear makeup on a daily basis, but you still use it as your main cleanser and it's working great for you. And it, it, it gently gets the oil off, but not too much, but it also gets dirt and sunscreen, just gets everything off from the day. It's really nice, but I only use it once, only once at night. Hiram, when Hiram was on Nashville, he said everyone should be oil cleansing. That's what he said, because he said the same thing. He said, sunscreen, try washing it off with a damn foamy wash. It won't really be gone. I don't know. What can I say? He's a big deal. He's right. Now I've had both my skincare kings confirm this. (laughs) It's exciting. Okay, Ben, I would like to talk about some of the self-care rituals that you have now had since the last time you were here. The main one that comes to mind is baseball cards. Would you say your baseball cards are a self-care ritual? I have rediscovered Something that I I didn't know I still had. Mm -hmm. Not in a physical sense, but in an emotional sense. Where when I was little, my brother and I were the same way about this. We were obsessed with baseball Mm -hmm. cards. If our parents ever wanted us to to get us to do something, they would bribe us either directly or indirectly with baseball cards. If anyone wanted to ingratiate themselves with us, I don't know why they would, but they would buy us baseball cards. And I had them all in a storage unit that I didn't look at or touch for 20 years. I think at the end of the 90s, I put them all away and just didn't look at them, including memorabilia and all this stuff. And over the pandemic... Remember your pogs? Pogs. And by the way, Ben is really good at pogs. You kicked my ass that night. Remember when we played pogs? Yeah, but it was... Yeah, and then I showed you the technique and then you were just... And then I started whooping (laughs) on you, buddy. Don't forget it. Anyway, Ben's annoyingly good at everything, and I must point out he was good at pogs. Continue. So baseball cards were something I collected as a kid. So I revisited it over the pandemic, over Memorial Day. I went back to the East Coast. I found them. I wanted to see if I had anything good, and I dove right back in. I became obsessed. I sold, honey, sold most honey of went my, in. I sold most of my collection. I've invested a significant amount, not in stupid investments, but long-term rookie cards of Hall of Fame greats, things that are you know going to slowly rise like a stock over time. But it really is a fascinating alternative investment. It should not be a primary investment. It should not be a big part of an investment portfolio if you're a sports fan listening to this, but it is something that can appreciate nicely over time. It can be a hedge against inflation as you and as my dad or your dad and I talked about, and he was very about this and supportive. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Ben is a baseball card collector, seller. If any honeys out there are into baseball cards or your partners are, you need to slide into those DMS because Ben (laughs) loves a good baseball friend. He's been selling his friends stuff. He's made friends at the card shops. So it's a whole thing. It's a nice community, and it's nice to connect over, you know, this childhood part of me and interest that I've revived and revisited now as an adult. If any honeys out there wanted to collect, what would you say they should look for? Slash, what's the best car? Give us just a little help. So if you are a basketball, a football, a baseball, 
or a Pokemon fan, mm-hmm. those are the four types of cards that are doing exceptionally well. It, the Pokemon, I, like, Pokemon for is real. crazy. Yeah. In terms of, like, widespread popularity, I would say stuff that's exploding in popularity that doesn't quite have as wide, uh, I should say, a demand in the card market is stuff like soccer cards mm-hmm. are really coming up. And Formula One, which is hmm. random. What about um, Magic the Gathering? Oh my God, they sell for astounding amounts. Really? Of I was trying to be funny. The, the, I think it's Black Lotus. Whatever that card is goes for half a million dollars in <gasps> perfect condition. Everybody listening. Go nerdy, through your Pokemon nerdy cards. Nerdy boyfriend's cards. Your magic cards. Your old magic cards from the 90s. For baseball cards, if you are selling them, I would recommend using platforms like eBay. I would definitely make sure you have somebody look at them to help determine what the value is. And if you're buying cards, I would recommend buying high-grade cards, things like PSA 10s, things that are in really perfect condition that will appreciate nicely over time. And there are ways to do this on a big budget and ways to do it on a little budget. But that's the great thing about this is that there are investment options at whatever you're Budget is. There you go. The first and last time baseball cards will ever be brought up on my beauty podcast. So thank you for that, Ben. Let's briefly discuss how you've been personally training me for a few weeks now. You've gotten really good. The amount of, and I'm not just saying that. We need to work out. My boil has been really throwing a wrench in my regimen. It has. But I think you need to give yourself some credit for how quickly you've improved even just in form wise with certain exercises i've seen a a large amount of growth in a pretty short amount of time would you say that's because i have great dna and perhaps there was an athlete inside of me all along i've long felt that you had an athlete inside of you i learned that when we played wiffle ball last summer at delaware and yeah baby hitting the ball a lot and i've never played further than i ever thought i've never played baseball ever so I definitely think that you could have been, I mean, you're tall, you have an athletic body. I think you really could have been uh, a, a great I athlete. I could have been a contender. You could have. Maybe not a boxer, but you definitely. I could have been a contender. <laughs> What's that even from? That's from a. Rocky? On the, no, Raging I, Bull? What is that from? Oh, God. We're such millennials. Wait, it's not. It's, I think that's from On the Waterfront. I'm going to Marlon Brando, isn't it? But what's he talking about? It's from On the Waterfront, Ben. That's Which what is it says. It's exactly what I said. I have this. You're playing the ad that before it. You know what? I I don't pay for YouTube. What do I look like, a Rockefeller? <laughs> Give me a break. And it won't let me skip it because YouTube has a way of knowing. Do you know where he says it? Because this is a long ass clip. It's either in the car or it's by the docks. Okay, he's in the car right then, now. Then he's talking to someone. Yeah. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum. Is what I am. Oh. That cuts me deep. I can relate. Yeah, it's definitely not about boxing, but I remember them being in the back of the car and him saying that and being told that that was a famous line when I was like 10. You know, I don't want to throw shade, but that wasn't that great of acting I to think, me. I think you, you need to I see mean? the whole movie. To... I know, but he was like doing an, a voice. It just seemed really big. 1954, I think. I could have been somebody, not just a bum. I relate to that. You nailed it. You cut me deep. Anyway... So yeah, I've been training with Ben. We've been lifting weights. First time in my whole life. I've done any weightlifting. Let's be honest. I'm giving you the exact same routine that my trainer gives me. My trainer is named Arian Smith. He's a wonderful trainer, a great guy. If you're looking to do personal training, I really can't recommend him enough. But I give a slightly toned down version, (laughs) Jackie, of what he makes me do. So she gets... uh, But you're really good at keeping my form and things. You always say lived with your butt. And you always say, hold in your core, because I feel like I definitely, if I'm just working out by myself or trying to do that, I don't do those things. And it really makes such a difference. There are these things that I wouldn't used to not do because I thought it was more work, but it actually makes it easier. It actually makes the exercise easier when you are engaging your core because the power comes from the ground up. And if you have a wobbly core, then, you know, the power stops. It comes from your legs. And squats and deadlifts and stuff like that. You recently told me that when baseball players pitch, they use their asses. Oh, yeah. That's, and that's something I did not know that either. That is, if you happen to know a, a, a good pitcher in your life, sneak a peek. They're, they probably have a, a great butt. That's where you get the power, your mm-hmm. legs and your butt. Famously, Ben, you're a pitcher. I, I made a late transition to pitching late in my baseball career, yes. Interesting. <laughs> 
that's all I'll say about that. Interesting. Although I will say, I've been watching more sports because I am now married to someone who cares about sports, and that's fine. <laughs> but damn, I'm really honestly offended at how floppy the baseball pants have gotten. They're too loose. There's a trend that has gone now to a looser fit, and I'm not about that. I, I like me a toy pant. Give us something to watch while this damn game is going. Well, I think you're going to like the yes. 86 Mets documentary that yes. premieres tonight yes. because I'm pretty sure that is way before the baggy pants Can't came wait. back into style. Can't wait. Now, baseball pants used to be baggy. Like in the early 1900s, the, the mm-hmm. Chicago Black Sox, stuff like that. They'd have what was that guy? No shoes? Shoeless Joe Jackson. Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah. I bet he had big old floppy jinkos on. Baggy pants, yeah. And then baseball pants got tighter in the ensuing decades, and then it has been cool. I remember Manny Ramirez was the first player that kind of went back to baggy pants, and everyone shat on him and was like, this is disrespecting the game. This is in the, the like, mid-'90s. But he definitely was one of the players that ushered in that sort of baggy pant look that is now a staple of professional baseball once again last and first time that will ever be brought up on that yes hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, Ben. I have two games ready to go. I have wellness words and the grab bag of fun. Which one would you like to play? I kind of want to end on the grab bag of fun, so why don't we start with wellness words? You want to end? Uh, excuse me, I'm the host? I mean, I not... make the decisions, okay? <laughs> I just meant the order, not ending on it. Interesting. All right, do you want to play wellness words? Yes. Okay. Let me play the song. Wellness. 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 Can you name some wellness words? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I produced that myself. Beautiful. Did you like it? I loved it. You know, I've been in here Phineas and I've, ne- I've never heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I do things sometimes without you. <laughs> okay, Ben. I would like you to, I'm going to give you a word, a wellness word, and you have to tell me the first thing that pops into your head. Okay. 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 Serum. Clear. Gym. Hard. Creams. Thick. Nature. Itchy. Smoothies. Delicious. Sauna. Hot. Travel. You're thinking too much. I'm thinking too much. You're thinking too much. I was going to say boring. I was going to say boring. Faster. Only because waiting in airport. Okay, continue. Bath. Soothing. Yoga. It's hot. Orgies. Enticing. (laughs) Enticing. You took too long. Treats. Chooch. Lymphatic drainage. Need it. Sleep. Need more. Crystals. Recent purchase. That's right. Ben has purchased crystals. And actually, I left this as a segue. Tell me the whole story about going into that shop. Ben has some kind of metaphysical connection to the earth. This has come up in other ways. He's very, very affected by sound baths. Sound baths fuck him up. Did I talk about the sound bath the last time I was? No. Okay. Ben has some kind of connection to the world. Recently, we went to Encinitas, which is a town south of here, and we were in this little crystal shop, and Ben started acting wacky. What was going on? I feel like I have to give a little bit of the sound bath context. Okay, sure. Just a little. A very little. So I thought this was extremely stupid, and I did go one time and do a sound bath, and it was like I was high for an hour. It had such an effect on me. I saw visions. I saw childhood memories I'd forgotten about coming back. And I then got so hungry, I went and had two chicken dinners. And I just felt different for the next week. So it had a huge impact on me. So stuff like this, I always thought was stupid or looked down on, but it has this crazy effect. So crystals. I remember when we went to our friend's house, Mm -hmm. and he had a room full of crystals. And I walked in, and I started feeling kind of woozy or lightheaded. I'm telling you, Ben is affected by this stuff. It was really weird. And then we went into the crystal shop, and I 
got the same feeling. So I bought a couple crystals. Ben owns crystals now. Right next to the baseball cards is a damn stack of crystals. I'm, <laughs> I'm not investing in crystals in even remotely the same way, but I was intrigued by the salesperson's pitch, especially for amber. I bought some amber. I hold that it. it has healing properties. It's good for inflammation. That's what he said. You know what they say? No. Amber is the color of your energy. They do say that. Okay, well, Ben owns crystals. A lot has changed since 2020. Ben, you own crystals now. I have different skin regimen. You do. And there's other things that we're going to talk about with the questions. The honeys have sent in these questions from the Patreon. So thank you to all the Patreon honeys. They've sent in some questions for you. And now we're going to answer them. And you don't know what they are. I have no idea. First question. And I just want to know, I cut all y'all's names out because some honeys said they didn't want their names mentioned. So... Thank you for sending them in. I'm sorry if your name is not said. Just I appreciate you. I respect you. But everyone's names have been cut. Okay, first question. What's the best part about homeownership with Jackie? The best part about homeownership with Jackie is getting to eat all of the lovely meals that she so lovingly cooks and is getting better and better at cooking each and every day. Without you, I would starve. That is very sweet. And you're welcome. Because here's the gag. I would be making it for myself anyway. <laughs> so I'm happy to share. Yeah, right. If you weren't here, I would be eating sawdust. I'd just be feeding myself trash. But you keep getting better at it. Well, yeah, honey. 10,000 hours You're to achieve genius. <laughs> I've been working my ass off in there. I watch a lot of videos. You know me. I know. You take it seriously. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful answer. Next question. When did you realize that you had fallen in love with the chooch? And were you ready to be her new dad? <laughs> I realized that I had fallen in love with the chooch the weekend that you went away to a bachelorette party and it was just the two of us and you entrusted me to to look after chooch. It's really wild that I did that. I was obviously just being cheap because (laughs) I could have paid somebody professional to watch her and I let you, who's never even had a dog, watch my dog. I had a cat for two weeks. Not for any bad reason. Nothing bad happened to the cat. I thought I was fostering a cat. Ben stole a cat. It turns out it was my neighbor's cat. I think we did talk about it Or maybe it was a Patreon. Everything gets blended together. So I accidentally stole a cat for two weeks. I returned the cat. Also, I realized I was allergic to cats. So long story short, I never really Ben is the reason I'll never be able to have a pharaoh cat like I want. Do you really want that? Yes. If I could rescue one. I feel like the, the fact that dogs is on the table is a pretty good, pretty good situation. Yes, I will take a dog. I'll take a dog any day, but I, I, am, I am ambidextrous. I love cats, too. I realized that I loved Chooch. Mm-hmm. When we spent that weekend together, I took her to a dog park. I took her to get ice cream. We played around. We just had a great weekend together. We did a bunch of activities. I took her to a friend's house who was having a barbecue. I fed her Wagyu beef. That's right. Because you weren't around <laughs> to stop me. And she laid by the pool and had the time of her life. And, and I realized that this is something that's becoming a really important part of my life. Were you ready to be a dad? Yeah, of course. You stepped up. Very sweet, Ben. Next question. What are your favorite new products since you appeared on the show last year? Anything you were using, you decided to phase out. We answered that. We did answer We that. answered that, so I'm going to move on. We respect. Okay. We know that Jackie's the perfect travel companion, but what is Ben's travel style? So it's come up on Attribute many times. Also the Patreon, because you and I did that episode where we talked about going on our trips. That I'm a wonderful person to travel with. I'm absolutely the best person to travel with. Ask Lauren Lapkus, ask Ben. What's Ben's travel style? I guess that's more a question for me. Yeah, that is a question for you. You're a delight. We get along great. We've had great travels. I'm trying to think if there's anything you do that's annoying or... I don't really think so. I try to bring as few clothes as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm the same. I'm a light packer. So, Which I'm, people are shocked by that I'm a light packer, but I am. That's basically my travel style. I try, yeah. I try to travel as light as possible. To be light on your feet. Yeah. I would say that we both have the same. We like to be busy. We like to plan things, but we also know that if we want to chill, we can chill. So we don't, because there's those people that are like, we're on the go. We're moving. We're getting up at 8 a.m. We feel it out. We leave when we want to leave. We make Plans. Well, I made the, our Puerto Rico trip pretty regimented. Mm-hmm. We had itineraries, yes. times, and stuff like ben that. Ben is extremely thorough and organized, and he had a, this very detailed spreadsheet with all the plans and our tickets and everything. I wanted to make sure we had a good time. We did. It was an amazing trip. Yes, it was wonderful. We've talked about it before, so we don't have to. Not on Natribu. Yes, we talked about it on the Patreon. Patreon. Okay, next up. 
Okay, Ben, how can I get my husband to dip a tiny toe into skincare? What got you into it? I find it so endearing that you share that interest with Jackie and that you're a Tatcha king and then the emoji of the king head. Excellent question, don't you think? I would start, and not to shame your husband, but just to start with something that a product might help alleviate. For me, it was my acne. Mm -hmm. That was my gateway into skincare. I wasn't, that. it was helping a problem that I had and then it's spiraled from there. So maybe your husband has rosacea, maybe he has uh, dry skin, skin, oily oily skin, skin, whatever it is, start with something that will help alleviate a problem. And maybe it's something that he is self-conscious about but doesn't want to talk about. Or maybe you know he's self-conscious about it, but he doesn't want to. So just give him something that will help alleviate an issue, no matter how small it is, that he has, and then that can sort of be the gateway. Wow, that's interesting because that's not the advice I would give. You have to find a way in because if I'm assuming the person who ever asked this question sounds like they may have tried already. Yes, you're right. Otherwise, why would they be asking? Yes, you know what? You got me there. You got me. Okay, now we're getting into a not fun question. Climate collapse. (laughs) Will the government move fast enough to mitigate the worst of it? Do you know of any positive things happening in that regard? I didn't read the dire red alert for humanity IPCC report, but how does that info square with the fact that you guys are hoping to come become parents? You know what? My Patreon honeys, they fucking hit. That was. <laughs> they hit. What a pivot, right? Quite a shift. Yeah. She's got a point. Listen, Ben, you're the government king. We come to you for answers. Do you know what's going on there? I'm curious what the question is. It sounds like it's, is there a question? It says, will the government move fast enough to mitigate the worst of it? Do you know of any positive things happening in that regard? It's rough out there. It's it's rough out there. And it's a legitimate question. The report as, as much doom and gloom, it, it said it did give us a small window of a few years to correct this. Cause you read it, right? I didn't read the whole thing. I read the highlights Yeah, and it was pretty, bleak but it did say that it's not reversible in the sense that we're gonna go back to how it was whatever you know Mm -hmm. 200 years ago but we can at least stave off the damage if we make giant cuts immediately which means like immediately in the next few years shifting as much of our fuel source as possible over to alternative fuels green energy being able to just cutting back in your personal life and it's it's tough because you look at it really you have to hold the countries that are the worst polluters to account. You know, America is bad, is not great, but you also have countries like China and India that are just, the waste that they produce is insane. So you have the right to be concerned and afraid, but given the fact that there is this tiny window in the IPCC report, we have to evaluate every single person that we vote for or every person that a government official who is elected would appoint on this issue. This should be the first thing that you look at when you're making a decision on voting for senators, for Congress people, for state senators and representatives, for your mayor. Mayors can do a lot at the local level to fight climate change. You can have governors especially. You have to look at every single hiring decision, meaning person that you vote for. The first thing you should check is what their climate policy is. That should be the leading issue in my opinion. So that's something that you can do immediately right now and also just cut back on your energy consumption, your fossil fuel consumption, your carbon footprint. You can change the type of car you drive if, if you're able. You can walk more. You could all sorts of like personal things. Like I use re- reusable straws instead of plastic straws. I've cut way back my plastic consumption. There are all these things that you can do in your personal life that sound really small, but if a whole bunch of people do them, it actually can have a semblance of an impact. But number one is making sure that people in government care about this issue. So before you vote, make sure the person you're voting for gives a shit about this. Yes. And then- a lot of people who don't which is wild or they're just paid by people who to you know vote a certain way yeah well there's not many those listening to nash Butte by <laughs> now i would imagine but you know what everybody do your research the Coke's almost- back to nash Butte related topics i'm curious about ben's facial hair the mustache is a bold choice is it his version of a pandemic beard just trying something new what's the backstory ben you have a mustache that's probably the biggest change since the last time you were here yeah, and people have a lot of opinions about it. They do. No one's in the middle on it. Mm-hmm. 
People either staunchly for or what are you doing? A lot of those what are you doing people are in my family mm-hmm. uh, or friends I grew up with. Mm-hmm. But I think the people who are, I say strangers, maybe they're just being polite, but seem to be more receptive. And you're the one who got me to do this. How did it start? I believe you've never had facial hair in your entire I've life. I've never had a mustache ever. I've never even tried to grow a mustache. Or a beard. Or a beard. So you've always been a clean little baby face. One day over the pandemic, I guess you had gotten a little scruffy. You were Mm. scruffy. And as a bit, you went in the bathroom and shaved only to a mustache and came out. That's right. I did do that. And it was faint. It hadn't grown out that much yet. And I was like, keep it. Keep it. And because you do what I say, you did. And now it's on my driver's license. You've committed, honey. I can't believe I did that. I look insane in that. Photo. No, you don't. I want to redo mine. I just my, you look great in no, yours. No, it's about? the makeup is too dark. I went too dark with the makeup. I want to redo it, and my signature's all fucked. Well, up. the only people are going to see this are the cashiers at the Vons, the bouncers at all the clubs we go to, which is a lot. It's true. Anyway, I want to redo mine too. I think you look great. Thank you. But yes, Ben did commit to the mustache in the license. But photo. I might. I don't know how long it is for. The, I might shave it off in in the coming weeks. Yes. I know. I've enjoyed it. It's been great. I've enjoyed it, and I I think it's great to experiment, and you've gotten a lot of growth. That's the biggest surprise. I actually, I didn't think I could grow facial hair, because my dad can't, really. And so I just assumed I got that gene, but turns out I didn't. I can grow a big, bushy... Manly mustache. I would say manly and sometimes strange mustache. Don't get that out of your head. The different colors. There's like four colors in all men. Really? Yes. Then I take it back. My mustache is not strange. I need to know from the honeys. If you have a mustache slash if you live with somebody with a mustache, does it have different colors in it? I feel like every guy I've ever gone out with that grew out a beard, it's got colors. It's normal. Tell me. I would love to know. Next question. Okay, here we go. This is another political question. Okay. I know he can't, like, predict the future of politics, but curious what Ben expects will come of student loan forgiveness slash what can I be doing to make this happen? This is a honey This is a honey with some student loan debts. Yeah. Which I'm sure there's many of. What do we do, Ben? What do we do? Well, that is something that is handled at the federal level. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, you should really be paying attention to your state and mm-hmm. your local community. But student loan forgiveness is a federal issue, and there's... Back and forth arguments about whether or not the president has the ability to wipe away student loans. I would say this is something that you should be getting on your two U.S. senators and your one U.S. representative about. Okay. That is something that you got to really harass Congress to to do. I'm curious, though. How do you just say, boom, the money is gone? Because I, I, somebody owes somebody money. The universities are the ones collecting the money, yes? So are they just going to go, sorry, you don't get your money? I mean, I will be honest with you. This is not a specific issue that is an area of expertise for me. Yeah. So I think you would have to do a little bit of research. I would have to do a little bit of research in the ins and outs of who actually holds the, the debts, if people have bought the debt. I do know that student loan debt, I can give one stat student loan debt is bigger than credit card debt really yeah oh shit yeah it's and i've contributed a lot to that one it's like almost a trillion dollars wow see ben and i it's hundreds of billions i want to say revealing our privilege we both don't have student loan debt so we don't know these i want to say it's like 800 to 900 billion dollars in in total student loan debt in the united states it's insane it's huge that is horrifying yeah it's really big well, it's trapping people. Colleges not offer the same opportunities. The pipeline is not the same. There are specialized skill sets that are in more demand now than were in the past. And so it's just not the same value proposition that it was before. I think college is wonderful if you're able to afford it and go to it. It's a way to explore what you like and find your passion. But there are a lot of jobs today that are in demand that don't require yes. a four-year liberal Plumbers. arts education they require a trade school so how yes, do you we need trade we need people very good at trades 
So something to consider if you're a young person. Yeah. You'd make a ton of damn money if you opened a plumbing business. We would hire I mean, you. All sorts of insane. There are all sorts of needs that are not the same as they were decades ago in our, our higher education system, where just the idea that this is what we all have to do is quickly becoming antiquated. You know what my dad said to me? What? He goes, because I said, Dad, I want to be a comedian. I just want to move out to L.A. and be like Will Ferrell and go to Groundlings. And he goes, I don't care if you want to be a nun. You're getting a college education. It is helpful to have. It is important to fall back on it, but it doesn't mean that every single person needs a college I agree. education. I agree. You heard it here. Drop out. <laughs> Drop out of school. You heard it here first. Yeah, we're talking about a kid's book right here. Yeah. Education. That was a joke. Do what you got to do, everybody. Okay, next. Next question. Curious what Ben thought of Natch Butte. Slash the Patreon and all that when you guys first got together. What's it like being married to the Queen of Creams? The freshest fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over there niche influencer, Cookie Southern Jewish Aunt. So, sort of a two part. I was going to say those are two different, though related questions. What did I think of the Patreon? What did you think of Natch Butte when we first started dating? Because you did listen to a couple of them. The ones you had me listen to were particularly. I, I was surprised at how. I, I know that you had a lot of energy and. In real life. I wasn't expecting, I think, the the Natch Butte version of you. Like I said, in real life, I'm a lot more delicate, feminine, I mean, you had me listen to an episode with Aaron Gibson Mm -hmm. and Brian Safi, Mm -hmm. two friends of mine, Mm -hmm. former co-workers, um, two friends of yours. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first one I listened to. And you tried some vaginal treatment on yourself and you screamed and you screw I think it was some sort of self-waxing strip yes. and you used it in the studio with yeah. them there and ripped it off and yeah. you were screaming and that was my first Natch Butte yeah and I was like huh to be fair we also did Aaron's mustache and we did Brian's thigh so I didn't just do it on my own in the corner no but that one that moment stuck out yeah for me mm-hmm. um, so what did you think though were you like this person might not be for me or were you like no, color I, me intrigued I wasn't sure if that was every episode mm-hmm. and I learned it's not you, you follow where the conversation goes well, when you get Brian Pro- and Aaron on your show yeah, come course. on of course you, and you step the game up they're hilarious but I think that was a high octane introduction to Natribute mm-hmm. yeah but you stuck around, yeah. honey, so I guess you liked what you heard. I did. I like the results. <laughs> What's it like being married to me? It's a joy. It's a joy every day because we are truly best friends. We hang out. We make each other laugh. And we compliment each other in great ways. And I think it's wonderful. Well, I love you very much. I love you very much. And you're my favorite husband. <laughs> I'm just so grateful for you. You're my darling. Okay, no more sincerity. Back to the bit. Okay, Ben, a question for you. If you could change one thing about how the U.S. government works, what would you change and why? And slash, or if you could change one current law or policy in the U.S., what would you change and why? Great question, Ben. That is a great question. Fully loaded, I must say. So the one thing I would change about the U.S. government. Or how it works. I have a lot. I have one that I'm guessing yours. You're guessing what I'm going to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've heard you. You've heard me? Okay. Electoral college. Keep walking. Well, sure, I would, but that's not the first thing I would. Okay, change. is it that you have to gut funded elections? Publicly funded. Pub- you hate that. No, I like publicly funded elections. Oh. I don't want privately funded. That's what I meant. Yeah. you hate that. Uh, I do, but I think if I could only get one, yes, just one. I would like to give people the opportunity to pass a federal statute, a ballot initiative at the federal level. So in a lot of states, we get to vote on ballot initiatives. If you live in California, you're voting oh, on them man. all the time. Prop vote whatever. yes prop on above. Prop 15. No on Prop 8. Whatever. But that's a way for ordinary citizens to pass a law without having to rely on our legislature. And if there's one thing that we're all getting extremely frustrated, or at least I am, is that Congress is so gridlocked. It feels like they're constantly fighting. Very few things are getting done mm-hmm. other than spending money and appointing people to judgeships and executive mm-hmm. jobs. And you see these polls where it says 90% of Americans agree on something that Congress refuses to act, or 80%. If we had the opportunity to do a federal initiative like we do in certain states, then we could just put something as a ballot measure and vote on it across the country, and then it would become law, and we would bypass our you know, broken Congress. But if we did that, how damn long would the ballot be? It would be like 500 pages because every person in the world, every person in America yeah, could just come in and be ha- like, I want vehicle ID <laughs> numbers to be shorter. Yeah, but it's really expensive to get stuff on 
the ballot. If you think it's expensive to get things on a state ballot, imagine if it was a federal, it would be an extremely high amount of money. It would take a lot of organizing. So it would be something Yes, that- but if we change my rule, which is the privately funded elections, then that wouldn't be as bad. If we did it publicly funded, I don't follow. I was trying to guess your answer. Remember? I am I've very... I've heard you I, bring up yes. many times because I'm always eavesdropping... <laughs> When you're doing your interviews and things, I'm always listening to you, and you're saying that you don't think that's the way it should be. No, you're no. You, what you're saying is correct. If we had publicly funded elections, publicly funded I, I elections. think I think the people that are elected to Congress would look a lot different than they do now. Yeah, and so that is absolutely one way to change the makeup of our representatives is by publicly funded elections. You take away the advantage of people who are just stooges for rich donors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm saying that short of relying on our representatives, if for whatever reason, because we have the filibuster, we have well, obviously just partisan gridlock and people, t- even if they have a private position, certain people will say privately, I-, I support gun regulations and gun control, but my constituents will get angry at me. And so I'm going to vote against gun safety measures. There are plenty of people in Congress who do believe that. So I think we should have an opportunity to sidestep Congress and have a way to do a federal initiated statute. I think that would end the stories where we hear that 90% of Americans, 80% of Americans agree on this, but Congress refuses to act. Great. Let's put it to a ballot measure vote. And that becomes a federal law. How will that happen slash will it ever happen? You'd have to change the constitution. Which, as we know famously, is not Very easy hard. to do. Very hard, I think. I think you would have to do that. Maybe there's some congressional wizardry, but you basically have to either you have to convince Congress to let us have some power, and that seems very unlikely. Oh, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, speaking on the Constitution, Ben, perfect segue because we have reached a portion of the show where we discuss your new book, which is why you're here. You're not here for your damn health. You're not here just for fun and to get your jollies off. (laughs) You're here to, to promote your book. What does the Constitution say? So Ben was here in 2020 promoting his other book. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Does the Constitution actually say? And now he has put out a kid-friendly version of the book. So please tell us about it, Ben. So the number one question I got when doing book pro was, is there going to be a kid's version? Can I share this with my kids? And the book has really good reviews on Amazon, but there are a couple of angry parents who clearly bought it for their kids without reading the title or considering the title and they were angry that they bought a, a book for their kids with a couple F words. So this is a no F words in this no, one. and there's not no swearing whatsoever. It is a very kid safe. It's designed for ages eight to 12, which they call middle grade. And this is, it's a different book. It's the similar idea to what I wrote for adults, but this is something that is designed for kids ages eight to 12. And it is also, I'm hoping to have it used in schools. And let me just tell you, I love this book. If perhaps the Constitution is a little dense for you, I would say this book might be your friend. I prefer it to your other book. I know you do. And I think everybody needs to get it. And if you have a kid in your damn house, a kid in your life, we need the children to save us. Uh, I think we all know that. Our last hope is going to be the youth, and I think that this could serve them. Because the people that are susceptible to misinformation, really, they're just, they don't know. And if they know what's really going on, it will help inform them in their future decisions, which is why we all need to know how our government works, yes? I remember when I was ages 8 to 12, mm-hmm. and I got interested in government right around that Right before, famously, you got the proactive. It's true. 
before everything changed uh, yeah. with the proactive. Yeah. I got interested in government. I got interested in government because I grew up in D.C. and I had parents who worked in or with the federal government and they taught me. And so that's why I care about government today is because I learned about it at a young age. And so it didn't seem distant. It didn't seem confusing. And it is confusing and dense, but it didn't seem like something I, I didn't understand because I learned about it from a young age. So my hope is to pass that knowledge on to kids so they can get interested in it from a young age. Because there's a bunch of weird, interesting stuff in here. It's written for kids. It's written, it's not dry and dense like there are jokes. Oh, in there. and honey, there are illustrations. The pictures are amazing. If you're a visual learner, this is for you. Mary Kate McDevitt, who illustrated the book and has an amazing Instagram, she absolutely killed it. I mean, the, the pictures are so cool. Yes, the pictures are great, and the book is in color. It is in color. Yes, yeah. so it's a lovely book. Color paperback. It's fun. It's paperback, so the kid can throw it in the backpack. Everybody, oh, there it is. This is the. That's the book. This is the book. Yes, it's beautiful. I love it. I better be getting me a damn signed copy soon because I am your wife. So. And I am your wife. You are. And I tell you that a lot. You sure remember. Well, it's exciting. It's exciting for me. For both of us. Ben, please also tell us about your class. In case the honeys don't follow you, there is something else that they could watch. Sure. So if you are feeling like you should have paid more attention in government or civics class, or maybe you never got a government or civics class, then I did a class you can take on One Communist the Platform. And you can do a 10-session government class with me and my friend Natalia Ramos. And we do a very easy-to-understand, easy-to-catch-up class helping to explain the federal government as well as state and local government. Fabulous. So, Ben, you're everywhere. Yeah. You got I a guess. book. You got a class coming I'm out. here in the you're house. You're selling baseball cards. You're feeding chooch. It's all happening. Yeah. And it's exciting. It is exciting. I get to do it with you. Okay, I have one last, the grab bag of fun. Now, I will say the grab bag of fun has a lot of makeup in it, so we'll see what happens. Time to get excited for the grab bag of fun. Yeah, what's going to be inside it? I made that. Did you like it? You never heard when that either. When have you been doing these songs? You I've never what? heard I these. have a full life outside of our relationship, <laughs> man. Okay? I'm a businesswoman. We're, we're, we're in the same house all the time together. Yeah, but you know what? You're in one side of the house. I'm in one side of the house. I'm doing my damn thing. Yeah, I recorded these at some point. Okay. I recorded these at some point. So that's the Grab Bag of Fun song. Here's how we play. I have a Spectrum bag. This is the bag that our internet came in. Spectrum does not sponsor the Grab Bag of Fun, although they might need to soon. This bag is filled with products, Ben, and you are going to stick your hand in the Grab Bag of Fun and pick something randomly out, and you get to keep it. This feels like there's a lot in here. So we'll see what you get. Now, is this the same grab bag every time and you keep it, or do you do a new grab bag every episode? This is the same grab bag, but I replenish it. Okay. I've only had three people here in person, so... The grab bag of fun is a new concept. He's grabbing. He's grabbing. His eyes are squinted. His hand is on something. He's pulling it out. He's feeling something. And what did you get? (gasps) Ben! Ben! What? You got something exciting! What? Cosmos Vita Gutsy? Ben got... Give it to me! I want to eat it. Okay. Ben got the Cosmos Vita Gutsy Apple Cider Vinegar... Vitamin gummies. It felt like treats, so I got excited. That's why I grabbed that. Treats like for chili? No, I knew it was something edible, like a... You figured that out. Now, don't open it. Do you really want that? I kind of want to try it. Well, I have an open one you can try. Oh, all right. This is mine. Yeah, it is yours, but are you really going to eat them? Because if not, I don't want you to open okay, it. Okay, I am going to eat it. Okay, so these are vitamin gummies that are supposed to help with your digestion. Great. It's like a kombucha, but in a pill. That sounds perfect. Who couldn't use a little more of that? I could. Cosmos Vita, I did an Instagram ad with them, and they sent me these. They're very nice. Woman-owned brand, based in Austin, Texas. We love to see it. I really am going to eat these. Okay, open it. Just don't open it in the mic and eat it, because people freak the fuck out when you eat on a podcast. I'm not going to eat on the podcast. Okay. I've gotten a lot of wacky emails from people that are angry that someone smacked into the mic. Pretty good. Ben's pulling his head away because, again, I don't want any of the misophonia people coming at me. It's delicious. Yeah. 
Pretty good, huh? They're really good. Yeah. And he's pulling away. Thank you for that. I'm not trying to get any negative feedback. Done. All right. You can eat them every day. See if it makes a difference on that old gut. <laughs> gut health, honey. We love to see it. I wanted to say to the honeys, I'm very grateful that you're all listening. I haven't asked for reviews in a while, and I need to stop being insecure about that because I listen to podcasts that ask for them every episode, and it's a very important part of a podcast to get the reviews. So please send me some damn reviews because the reviews have gotten a little stale, meaning they aren't coming in. We've hit a plateau. We've hit a wall. Please write me a review if you haven't on Apple Podcasts. It absolutely helps the show. It helps me, and it supports me. So please write a review if you haven't. And I'm excited that y'all are going to do that. So thank you for coming through for that, honeys. Ben, it is time to go. So tell everybody where we can find you on the internet and where we can find your new book, What Does the Constitution Say?, you can find me on Instagram at Ben Sheehan. You can mm-hmm. find me on Twitter at that Ben Sheehan. Mm-hmm. At some point, I will begin using my TikTok more and more. So nobody needs to no, worry Instagram, about that. Instagram, Ben Sheehan. Twitter, that Ben Sheehan. And you can find the book at all major retailers. And if you want to support uh, a small business, an independent bookstore, you can go to Bookshop or IndieBound, and you can buy the book that way. And that way you can support independent small businesses that have been hit hard by the pandemic. You know we love a good indie business on Attribute. I know. That's why I mentioned it. I bought a copy of your book on IndieBound for my mother. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Remember she said she liked liked it? it? Yes, it was a big deal. Anyway, great, Ben. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I just love you. I love you too. I just love you so much. (laughs) I just love you. I know. I love you too. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And thank you for being on my show. My pleasure. Everybody, please buy Ben's book for any little guy in your life. Little gal, little child. Or yourself. Or yourself. I mean, I'm getting me one. I'm getting me one. Don't think I'm getting a a free copy around here. (laughs) Okay? And thank you for listening to Nash Butte. Please write me a review. And uh, you deserve to be happy. I'm talking to you, Ben. You deserve to be happy. So do you. Well, I am. I just love you. And don't forget to cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. Ben, do you cream your neck? I wanted to end on a good note, but I don't do it very often. Why? Because I should be doing it more. Why don't you? I feel like, I don't know. I don't have a good answer. Ben? I know. What are you doing? I, I don't the know. end of my show? I know. I what just, are you, what are you, why I'm you being honest lie? with you. Why don't you just lie? Should I have lied? What, what, why don't you? Um, is there a reason? You, it feels like you're working something out here. No, I, there's not a reason. It's just I feel like because the cream is specific for calming inflammation, I don't see any inflammation ever on my neck, so I just never think to do it. But I know it's important to cream your neck. It's one of your things. And I promise you going forward, I will cream my neck every night. Ben, listen to me, okay? Listen to me. If I'm being honest, there are a few things I would like to add to your routine. <laughs> okay. Okay, I've said it several times in a very gentle way. It's time for an eye cream. It's time for an eye cream. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at a serum. What what, for what? Ben, we're almost 37. Okay, we need to start really deeply penetrating our skin with good hydrating things. That's going to fill in lines and going to really make the skin look fresh. Okay. I don't want to overwhelm you. No, no, no. It's fine. I can add it. I can do three. Cream cream my neck every night. Yes. Add a serum and an eye cream. Yes. Okay. Done. And I wouldn't be mad at a vitamin C during the day. What does that mean? A vitamin C serum. A second serum. Yeah, a night and a day. Okay. You could probably do the same one. I'm just saying. Okay. And the fact that you didn't, you don't cream your neck, Ben. I do. I just don't do it as often as I should. Ben, you have to cream the back of your neck, too. Because what am I always saying to you? Your back of your neck is all freckled out. I need to protect that neck. I kiss it all the time. I need it to be nice. That's where I go. That's where my head goes. I should have just said I cream my neck. Yeah. Yeah, you dug your own grave <laughs> on this one, buddy. You dug your own grave. You come on Nash Street. We have a great episode. You're insightful. You can edit it. You You're vulnerable. It. I'm not editing shit. I'm not editing this out. This stays in.
I'm the boss. I'm keeping it in. Cram your damn neck, Ben. And everybody else listening, cram your damn neck. You gonna cream? Yes. Oh God. I've done something today. <laughs> <laughs>